Welcome to Best Song Ever. My name is Brian LeBen, and alongside me, as always, is my dear, dear cousin, Luke LeBen. How you doing today, Luke? Oh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, uh, last week was a little rough. You know, the weather was sort of dreary sometimes, and uh, had a lot going on, a little stressful week, but this week I'm feeling good. Um, the, had some nice days this weekend, got outside. Um, this week I'm... I'm living my best life. I'm finishing up this uh, La Priest interview. I'm making some good progress in Animal Crossing, doing some really exciting things on my island. So, yeah, yeah, I'm doing good. Uh, so there's something sort of interesting going on in the world of music this week. Uh, musician Grimes had her baby with Elon Musk, and everyone's making fun of the name because they named it this strange like combination of letters and numbers and symbols it's like x ash a 12 right x ash a 12 hey when you say it like that it's kind of a pretty name x ash a 12 so yeah x and then the ash symbol is like an a and an e combined and then a 12 i posited that it could be xavier ash 12 e grimes musk is the full name I said to you, Brian, that Grimes is going to be my new Kanye because for so long people were always like, Kanye's doing some other crazy thing. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but I love his music so much. Like there's so much history there. And, um, now ever since Grimes started dating Elon Musk, uh, she's like way more in the public eye and, so people keep commenting on these things she does, like that AI podcast thing she said. And then like, um, now this baby thing, I'm going to defend her. She's my new Kanye. I love Grimes. I, I've got her vinyl right over here. Visions. Uh, the new album is one of my favorite of the year. So I'm, I'm going to defend Grimes to the death. And you said, you know, you could see her naming an album that, but not a baby. And I said, what if the baby is the album? That could be. I have another theory. Um, I think they might, because, you know, I was watching the that uh, Pitchfork video with Grimes, and she, I'd never really heard her speak before, and she's just such a nerd, and I did find her very charming, and... She said her first album was like a Dune concept album. And, you know, she's really into like sci-fi and anime and stuff like that. And I'm like, maybe they're aliens and they're trying to like do an arrival and their baby's name is some like message that will like unlock our whole understanding of time and humanity. So um yeah if you're gonna if you're gonna criticize uh, Grimes's name you hear that uh California government who apparently my wife just told me said they couldn't name their baby that legally um maybe think again cuz uh this baby's the key to everything all right why don't we get started uh this is of course best song ever brian and i have each picked a few songs we're gonna play them for you and for each other if brian plays one i really love i'm gonna say lordy lordy barry gordy and if i play one brian really loves he's gonna give it his stamp of approval which is papa likey i'm gonna get a started brian i'm really excited to play uh this first song for you because this is 
an artist that I uh, mentioned already in the episode. It's someone I recently interviewed, and that feature will be going up on Off Shelf soon. This is La Priest. La Priest is the musical project of Sam Eastgate, a.k.a. Sam Dust. Uh, he's done had many names, many musical projects over the year. He was in the band Late of the Pier when he was like very young. Then he went on to release his debut album as La Priest, Inji, in 2015. And when I heard this album, I was like, wow, this is a really unique sound. Uh, the way he blended like guitars and interesting synth sounds with like drum machines and um, just like really catchy melodies and funky bass lines and awesome beats. And so I was just blown away by this album. It's one of my favorite albums of the year. And uh, now he's back five years later with the follow-up. And this album is called Gene. And it's named after Gene, which is a drum machine that he built entirely himself over two years. And um, you can see a video of it on his Facebook and his Instagram. It's really cool. And you can uh, read more about this in the feature, but he like basically was dissatisfied with drum machines and wanted to build something himself. And so he had tinkered with synths and stuff, and then he built this whole machine. And so it sort of, he said you could change like the timing of each beat within the rhythm. So it doesn't always follow a certain time signature. Everything sort of moves in its own way. And uh, you get that listening to the album. Everything does sound like it's moving in its own way. It's very unique, strange worlds he creates uh, with all these sounds. We're going to listen to the brand new single, Beginning. This just came out yesterday. And um, we are beginning our episode with it. And this is also the beginning of the album because it's the first song. He's previously released What Moves, which you've heard, Brian, which is sort of like a dancier song with an interesting vocal. Uh, we talked about that in the interview as well. But uh, this song's a little different. I feel like this one's a little warmer and brighter, a little more laid back, but with some, some cool like pinging drum beats. You definitely hear Gene's influence on this song. And so I thought this would be a good way to start the episode. Let's take a listen to La Priest with Beginning. Fire, 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 fire. 
Papalaiki. Yay! That song, uh, I was very much considering the whole time. It had a lot of interesting sounds going on that are unique, and I appreciated, and I had heard what moves, and I was like, so-so on it. Mm -hmm. And this song made me think okay yeah i should check this album out i see what you're saying about the drum machine and kind of moving Mm -hmm. in different directions um it's interesting because as you know i've been obsessed with brian eno yeah who uh in in the 70s with a lot of like his ambient work was doing a lot of that directional sort of sound manipulation yeah so uh that's that's up my alley and also just like his his voice was cool the melody was interesting and the music was really good yeah. i yeah i i want it it's a song that makes me want to immediately like listen to it again and digest it even more because there was a good amount going on yeah i've listened to it like a million times and you need you definitely need to hear the album uh the song that plays after this is probably my other favorite um and it's very different really most of the songs are all very different uh sort of moods to them but still has this sort of like there's always this sort of like haze over it and i get sort of like a tropical vibe to it uh, especially that one it's just so like sort of warm and uh the like writhing guitar sound is so interesting uh throughout the album uh like that's what i feel like every sound in there is unique in its own and then they're all put together and it's just makes this like crazy concoction of unique sounds you read in the interview we talked about lyrics and it's funny because his sort of method for lyrics he says he'll just like sing and whatever he kept in the moment is usually the first thing. He just sort of improvs it and doesn't think about what it means. And then as time goes on, you sort of realize what it means and you realize you knew it all along. It was just sort of a subconscious thing when you spit it out onto the lyrics. You didn't fully like take into account what you were saying and then it sort of clicks with you later. Um, and I feel like I can hear that. I, I don't even know if I have a lot of the lyrics right for this, but I just keep singing the the like I'm just like singing nonsense to it because I just love the sort yeah, of I rhythm of it. I think that those lyrics are wrong. That <laughs> I you think have. it's at like, the Deciosa, right and then he says something. Uh, if you fall in love before listening to the chorus, you're a 45 five star something. I don't know, but it's pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think he said specifically that one. There were some like words that aren't even words uh, in it. So you can hear that. But yeah, this is just the beginning of an amazing album. Uh, I've listened to it so many times and am just blown away by it. The beats that Gene creates are awesome. And just that signature uh, style that La Priest established on the first album is here as well. You got plenty of funky bass lines and just interesting guitar sounds and synths and just makes a one-of-a-kind listening experience. So that was La Priest with Beginning from Gene that is out June 5th on Domino. And I wanted to uh, play a little clip, uh, sort of a deleted scene from my interview Sam was in the project Soft Hair with Cone Moccasin, and uh, they put out the album Soft Hair in 2016, and the album cover is 
very iconic in my mind. Uh, it is the two of them painted pink shirtless holding this yellow snake. They look like they have either wigs on or they have their hair all like teased up and they're all like made up. And it's just one of the most strange sort of creepy and interesting album covers. So I had to ask Sam about it. And so uh, this is him just telling me a little bit of the story of how that album cover came to be. This artist who was friends with Conan called Tio Mercia. And we hung out with him at uh, like a show at a wedding or something. We played for somebody's. <laughs> oh, no, that's it. He helped us do this thing that was called the first soft hair gig. But it wasn't even a soft hair gig. It was because we hadn't rehearsed. So it was just Conan, <laughs> really. Uh, we tried to play one soft hair song, but we just only knew like one riff so we just kept going around on that one for, for about five minutes and then the rest of it was a conan gig and he basically like built this backdrop for it and left like this huge soft hair sign <laughs> i think it's i think it was filmed it might be on the internet somewhere. Oh, really? basically that was the closest thing to a soft hair gig that ever happened yeah he, he was just like yeah i'd love to do these these photos and conan's manager at the time said that this guy if he does photos for you, they're not going to be like just some normal band photo shoot. They're going to be <laughs> insane. So you yeah. need to do this. And and we went down to a little studio. I think it's his studio in, in Paris. And, um, and we walked in there and he just had like all these fake vegetables and <laughs> fruit everywhere. And is that uh, the green thing in your collected. hand? Oh, that's an apple you're holding. Yeah, I'm looking at it right yeah, now. Yeah, <laughs> so he just collected hundreds of things, and then he'd called up this animal tamer who brought yeah. a parakeet and oh. a snake, and then the snake was super friendly. I've never held a snake before. Yeah. Um, I don't think Conan was really as happy as... I was really happy. It was like such a nice snake. <laughs> I, don't know. I can't describe how a snake can seem nice, but he was just really, like, gentle and slow, oh. like he didn't kind of hiss or yeah. creepy snake stuff. And and then they said afterwards, oh, yeah, that's the Britney snake. And I was like, what's what the Britney snake? Is it? Like, I oh, thought that. Uh, yeah. I was yeah. going to ask. So, that's the, so you thought that. That's, that's funny. <laughs> Wait, which I'm wondering, yeah. have you seen this Tiger King documentary on Netflix? No. Not, yeah, my wife's been watching it. Oh, yeah. And, um, Cause, He's talking to me about it, and I'm like, I've got no idea what you mean. Because <laughs> there's a guy in it, and he's like the animal tamer, Doc Antle. That might be him. That's funny. Yeah, that would be really funny. <laughs> I mean, I don't really remember that much. You had a snake around you, and you were all painted pink and shirtless, so I would imagine you might not remember at all. Yeah, but that's the strangest thing. Like, you'd, you'd think that you'd remember. I remember some boring ass shit but I, I forget some really interesting stuff as well it's like no there's no rhyme or reason to, to my memory yeah so so that was it and then as soon as we got the photos back I was looking at them and I was like I'm not sure man and me and Conan <laughs> were both like what what do, what do you think I mean I mean now it just seems like yeah that's that's soft hair that's right. the identity of the whole thing but the first day we got those photos <laughs> it's just first time seeing that is i guess that's the power of it it's like yeah. the first time anybody sees it they're probably like, like oh, i'm not sure about that <laughs> but there's something 
something it's there that I've got to know about. Or, yeah. Wow. So he may have been mere feet away from Doc Antle. Yes. This is this is a, a possibility. It is. That guy is a fucking creep. <laughs> and yep. that's crazy. <laughs> and it's kind of, uh, that's weirdly fitting that like I said this album cover is so strange and creepy <laughs> that it's sort of yeah. weirdly fitting yeah. that a cult leader <laughs> polygamist uh, animal trainer would have been involved. For sure. Well, I'm going to move us along here um, and play a song from a really interesting artist who is new to me, and he had, I found out, recorded under the name Spank Rock for a while, (laughs) um, which I remember the name Spank Rock, but I never listened to, and he's kind of done a rebranding of himself, and um, I think... You're going to find this really interesting, Luke, because he is also associated with your boy, Justin Vernon um, <gasps> uh, of Bonnie Vare. This is name. Did you say of Bonnie Dune or Boney Vare? Get it right, Brian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Of Boney of Bonny Vare. <laughs> so think uh, of like a Vare that's really bony. Bone. Bone. I need to say bone. I always say bon. But anyway, think think of, of it like there's a skeleton standing like ten feet from you, and you're like bony bear. You're like pointing out uh, the skeleton, bony bear. You're like bony there, you know. Yeah, but bony bear. But then you throw a V in just to you know complete it. Anyway, because you're so spooked. Yeah, you have to throw you're a V like, in there. A bony bear. <laughs> <laughs> This helps me actually. Yeah, I think this will stick because I've said his name wrong every time on yeah. this podcast. Bon Iver has a song called Naim, right? Yeah, and that song's incredible. Uh, so Naim is a constant collaborator, and now is getting ready to put out an album under uh, his own name. Awesome. And the the first song I heard and the the only song out right now from this album is so good and i i love it so much i think you're going to really appreciate it and it also uh has a lot to do with something that you have messaged me several times recently hmm. which is you f- you feel you're living in a simulation yes oh <laughs> this yes, has happened Brian. countless we're gonna get times into it? all right let me we're gonna get into sleeves. it let's let's talk about it uh so I remember the most recent instance of you saying that we're living in a simulation. Yes. Was, of course, you're playing Animal Crossing, mm-hmm. which, what else are you doing yeah. these days but playing Animal Crossing? And you're listening to an album. Yeah, so I was listening to this album, Three Years, Five Months, and Two Days in the Life of by Arrested Development, the 90s uh, hip-hop group. And uh, mm-hmm. amazing album, by the way definitely check it out there's the song fishing for or no first it was raining revolution and it starts raining on our island at animal crossing and raining revolution starts playing and then i start fishing and fishing for religion plays and then the song give a man a fish and um there's been a lot of things like that weird things where it's like we're talking about something and you'll text me about it. And I mean, this whole fact that you're playing Naeem right now is interesting because I just recently 
went back and listened to that Bon Iver. Like, this was like a week ago. I listened to that Bon Iver album because I hadn't heard it and I heard it was amazing. And I was like, this is really good. And my favorite song I heard on it was Naeem. And I'm like, that's that sounds like someone's name. And I was like, found some Reddit thread where they were piecing together like, Naeem is in the credits as a collaborator and there's a song Naeem and so it's really funny that you even then I'm like oh I bet uh, Naeem has his own music I should check him out and then here you are it's weird man. This is crazy it's crazy we are living in a simulation Um, and I've been getting crazy deja vu which is proof of it mm, as well yeah absolutely so so, uh, Naeem talks about how he's been reading these books so you you might want to take note of this book I'm um, writing it down trickster makes this world mischief myth and art um that's that's one book he he had been reading it and he says it helped him solidify feelings i've had all my life about surviving a society of institutions that presents fictions as fact and often use these fictions to diminish my worth or to convince me to join their gangs. Wow. Um, Yeah, and he wrote, uh, he says, he continues, I wrote this song to remind myself, and hopefully everyone who hears it, that nothing is real, and our greatest defense in this life is our own creativity, and finding greater faith in whatever sigils and icons we choose to guide us. Preach. Um, Yeah. Really, really great, uh, interesting foundation for this song, and the song is amazing in itself. I'm so excited to hear more from Naeem, and I I told you I have a song that's going to make you freak out. Yeah. And this this is it, and... And I said, is it Freak on a Leash by Korn? And you said no. (laughs) It's not. No. Is it Freak by Lana Del Rey? No. No. Is it... I'll freak out. Do, 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 <laughs> no. Do, do, do. Oh, it's not that I like either. That song. He, I, I'm going to save you a lot of time. I'm going to okay. save myself a lot of time, too. It does not have freak in the title okay. at all. It's just going to be my reaction. But it does feature Swamp Dog. What? And Justin Vernon. Oh, baby. I am Can you freak. believe I'm playing a song featuring Justin Vernon? That's crazy. I mean, I can believe it because he is like making 50% of the music out there in the world. He's got his hands in it. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. Never thought this day would come, but here we are. This is Naeem with Simulation featuring Swamp Dog and Justin Vernon. Niggas is Meglo, I'm pumping that petrol, and business is booming like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing is real, we in the hills, on foot on wheels, you in your fields, we in the building, we in here building, we stack your ass up like Legos, all of my niggas is Meglo, 
I'm pumping that petrol And business is booming like Tesco Yeah, yeah, yeah Jump out the coupe, fresher than you Shitting on niggas like poop with scoop Boy, I'm the truth, fuck they gon' do Can't fuck with the team, no, yo, we out of you Love the all polyamorous Except for the glamorous, no ice on our wrist. We eat the rich, bring so good I flip the whip. So I sit sail, see a semiotic, saw a sailor sinking, thinking he was walking, walking on the waves, saying he could save, seeking souls, really. He don't want to need to save. Do the bullet rope, pulled him on the boat, gave him breath again till we slowly woke, kissed him on his lips, then I stood and cried. This ain't rock and roll, this is patricide. Locking up children and banning books While I'm popping bottles with dope boys that bottom them Till we shoot our babies like Sandy Hook No truth to be found anywhere we look Can't be fuck up with any bloke Rushing bus like King Marble and these all and Bitch I know all of my exodus All of my haters get X and O's All of my mates is on X and Coke All this I is starving We go to harder good deed when we feeding these decibels Easy Easy as making the mill off a mill that you cut from a wheel You could hold numbers on billboard or get voted polis No I do not fuck with you still Facing all men in realities even before this analogy, I'ma keep poking these niggas, stay woke on these niggas until they raise my mama's salary. No Kung Fu. Lordy, Lordy, Barry Gordy. <laughs> that song taught me Kung Fu because we're in a simulation and, you know, that's just how it works. I think that's, he like embedded that in the code somehow. So that's pretty incredible. Yeah. I, I saw your eyes fluttering like like yeah. you were processing some great information so that mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was Kung Fu. It was Kung Fu. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, when I say I know Kung Fu, I, I'm not finishing the sentence. I know Kung Fu Panda. I learned all of Jack Black's lines from Kung Fu Panda. So, Oh, cool. Why don't you recite some for us right now? Hey, uh, Roger the Pelican, do a high kick, you know. Ah, uh, yep. That favorite scene. That's, Good job. it's a famous scene. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, 
in all seriousness, that was a phenomenal song. I don't know I've ever heard anything quite like that. There was sort of like a gospely piano part that may, I'm assuming that might be Justin, uh, but that I could hear in a Bon Iver song. Um, but then you had this like bassy, uh, like rap verse, uh, that it was sort of going between those two parts and that you could have told me was like a Travis Scott song or something. Um, so just like so many interesting like styles going on and it all felt like cohesive. I don't know. It felt sort of surprising at times, but it didn't seem like disjointed. It all just felt so cohesive and just was incredible. Yeah, I I agree with that. Um, and also really listening to the all the pieces of what's going on, it's kind of minimal. Yeah, uh, there's not like there are there's parts that are like open uh, space without any sound, yeah. um, which is really interesting. But it feels like there's a ton going on. Um, and I always love that mix of creating something that sounds so unlike anything else and has like loud moments but also is pretty minimal yeah that's such a fine balance to uh to walk and this song does it really really well and there's like one just one part where this weird synth line comes in um before the last chorus and it's the only time it really ever goes a little crazy and i love it so much um and it's only for like two seconds and uh i just i just think it's just such a really well crafted song it's cool it's just it's just really really well done very interested to hear what else naeem has up his sleeve me too i feel like this dude's gonna be one to watch so that was naeem with simulation featuring swamp dog and justin vernon from startisha which is out june 12th on 37D03D I think that's that's Grimes's baby's uh twin brother. Yeah. Uh right? Or is that Justin Vernon's label? Um I think it's Justin Vernon's label, but you know, he does those weird symbols too. Maybe he's uh from their world as well. And I think that might be, you know, since they're aliens, that's why Elon's always trying to get back to Mars. Don't you find it funny that Grimes and Musk are dating? That'd be like <laughs> if someone named like Richard Stink and someone named Sludge started dating. <laughs> like it's just so bit, like two disgusting words. That's true. That's a good point. Brian, have you heard the good news? Uh, Jesus died for nope. our sins. No, yes. no, 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 no. Oh, he didn't? No. Shoot. <laughs> I'm in trouble. What's what's the good news? Uh, Bibbins is back, baby. Wait, what now? Bibbins is back, baby. Ah, Bibbins, Bibbins, Bibbins the Squeakwool. It is here. Um, he's made like ten albums. I don't know why this would be the Squeakwool, but Bibio is back. Uh, he released that incredible album Ribbons last year. Brian played curls from that album. And, uh, since the album was called Ribbons, his name is Bibio. We of course called him Bibbins and Bibbins is back with sleep on the wing. Bibio is the project of Steven Wilkinson. And, uh, he always sort of does this where he'll release, uh, an album. And then shortly after release an album that sort of plays on the same themes. And, uh, so this is sort of similar to the sound on ribbons uh but 
a new album going into some new territory and we're going to listen to the first single this is the titular sleep on the wing and this sort of reminds me of the sound of curls uh you know some folkier like more acoustic guitar and then you've got some beautiful orchestration like some like strings that sound like they're from like a irish folk song or something and uh it's just such like a beautiful soothing sound but then there's like a sort of tension to this one uh which is interesting bibio said this about the track lyrically i feel that the song has two aspects to it the idea of being in the wake of loss and with hope continuing the life of someone who has passed through allowing oneself to be inspired by what they did during their lifetime and what they left behind whether it's the things they said the knowledge they shared or the things they made the other aspect of the song is perhaps more direct and talks of escaping the city to find peace in the countryside but the title is more a celebration of dreaming and the liberating power of imagination not necessarily a physical escape Music has the power to inspire dreaming and fuel the imagination, and that's what I've always found so addictive about music. Peace in the Countryside is, like, exactly how I would describe this music. Also, uh, Celebration of Dreaming, that sounds dead on, too. So let's harness the power of our imagination and take a listen to Bibio with Sleep on the Wing.
Papa Lucky, that song as well. Uh, you know. You better. You bring in Bibbins. I'm going to like you. Papa's going to like you. All right. I, br- I bring the Bibbins. Bibbins is in the, the building. <laughs> you bring the Bibbins. Papa's going to like you. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a great continuation of what was so great about Ribbons. Um, from right. what from what I've read about this as well, most of the new album is going to be instrumental, which is interesting. I, I love. I still love the combination of like the the folk music with kind of older yeah. Irish folk sort of music, like you said as well. And um, the thing that really was interesting to me is the title sleep on the wing and it's also influenced or inspired by uh this bird that can sleep during flight which is uh really interesting and just hearing about you know music giving you the power to dream and and all this stuff i can see how yeah that combines into just the concept of being able to fly and sleep at the same time um which is also i think maybe part of the uh dissonance at the end the kind of creepiness because it's also a little a little dangerous to uh you know fly and sleep so well uh, yeah and that's that's sort of it there is the sleep which is that comfort and that like security and then there's the flying which is like the riskiness the the fear but the exhilaration and, uh, I mean, when I listen to this song, I feel like I'm soaring, you know, just the way all that music rises, it really gives you that sort of feeling. I just thought the album art was a bird flying over the countryside. I'm like, yeah, pretty obvious why. But then if you look, the bird has like the city inside of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I just realized that now. So it's like that escaping the city for the, the peace of the country, you know? And, uh, so yeah, that's really, uh, interesting. You know, I'm a city boy, but I do sometimes think, oh man, it would be nice to just get out on a farm, be away from everything, you know? Um, but I don't know. I don't, I don't know how long I would last if I did escape to the country, although it sounds pretty nice. So that was Bibio with Sleep on the Wing from the album of the same name, Sleep on the Wing, out June 12th on Warp Records. So I'm going to move on to, um... A song from an album which just came out last Friday, and uh, I really liked it. Listening to it for the first time, super excited to spend more time with it. Um, this is Joanna Warren. D- did you listen to the Joanna Warren album from last Friday? No, I haven't even heard of this, I don't think. Oh, cool. I think it'll be up your alley, actually. Um, she is a singer-songwriter from Portland, Oregon and uh this is her fifth full-length album so she's been around for for a while you know five five full-length albums that's pretty that's pretty tight that ain't nothing to sneeze at not at all especially not in these days you don't want to sneeze don't be sneezing on albums people want to listen to those right you got to sneeze into your elbow if you sneeze at anything make it your elbow ditch but anyway this new album of hers is called chaotic good and um that may hey that's a dnd thing it sure is and joanna warren says 
I've been thinking about life as one big role-playing game. There's chance, there's choice, and there's alignment. What forces in the universe do I choose to align myself with? So she came up with the name Chaotic Good. I I think it's a pretty amazing album name, to be honest with you. Um, And it also finds her moving away from the quiet, folk-adjacent work that defined... Uh, some of her er- early solo albums. And she says, uh, the last few years I've had an urge to change my name or create some sort of alter ego, but I've come to realize that Joanna is already just a character. We think we know who we are based on what's already happened, but we're allowed to make new choices. I think that's really cool, you know, that realizing what she's been doing is sort of presenting an image or a product or a character to people and that characters can change and she doesn't necessarily have to create a new name to go in a different direction she can still be herself and just make new choices i think that's that's a cool concept it is one of the ways she was doing this is um kind of muddying up the sound a little bit being influenced by maybe some grunge music although it's not really grungy but i think you can hear some direction that way and also experimenting more with her voice which is what you'll hear in the song that we're going to listen to um so let's get to it this is joanna warren with twisted job, not my place to give a damn about it, but I saw them in the shadows, I tried to warn you, I know it's not my battle, but I'm a warrior, and I can't help it, can't you see how much I Let's make it real, shall we? You tell lies to 
That was very cool. I liked how her voice just kept going higher in those parts until I was like, yikes, can she go any higher? And she did. She took it to the ceiling, raised the roof on that one. She sure did. You know, I I had said before we listened to it, one of the ways she was kind of expanding and and experimenting was with her voice. And this is the best example of it on the album. Um, you know, she had been making very pretty folk music before and was feeling experimental with this album and says that, and for this song in particular, she said, quote, screaming is fun. I used to be too concerned with maintaining a certain crystalline prettiness in my high register to ever let myself go there. It was a very restrictive approach to such a versatile instrument as the human voice. But now that prettiness is something I specifically try to avoid, I'd much rather my voice sound rough and textured. I'm more interested now in trying to make as many different kinds of sounds as I can. And I think, uh, yeah, that comes across really well in this song. Absolutely. To me, um, being, and I think you're, you're the same way. Um, just having like a lot of empathy and empathetic, uh, draws within us. Like I hear this song and I'm just instantly emotionally pulled. And the more I listen to it and find out, um, a little bit more about the the story going on of approaching, you know, an ex romantic partner and, and confronting them um, with with all these raw emotions. I I feel it so much more than I would if it was you know similar style, but just kind of singing uh, in her normal way. I just yeah. I just think the decision uh, was so good really well executed it sounds great um the rest of the album doesn't sound a lot like this it, it has some interesting sounds to it it is a it is a very pretty album but it's got this kind of jagged quality to it too check it out it's 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 a cool album so that was joanna warren with twisted from chaotic good which is out now on wax nine and car park records I apologize if any uh, licking or purring sounds appear on the audio. My cat is currently being very sweet and wanting to interrupt my podcasting. And she's purring a lot. Nothing wrong with that. All right. My last song comes from an artist that I played on this podcast a few years ago when she was making her comeback, her triumphant return to the world of music. This is the band Land of Talk, and this is the project of songwriter Elizabeth Powell. She has these sort of expansive, ascending uh, orchestrations uh, with some really beautiful lyrics and melodies, and now she's back with a new album uh, coming out July 31st on Saddle Creek called Indistinct Conversations. We're going to take a listen to the first single, Weight of That Weekend, And uh, Elizabeth said this about the song, Weight of that weekend is a recognition of having been on the receiving end of a lifetime of sexual coercion, assault, boundary violations, and subsequent gaslighting. It all just came to light after an especially heavy weekend a few summers back. I was so sick of carrying all this weight that wasn't mine to bear. So sick of being owned by all of this, imposed on me mostly by men. 
I grew so sick of suffering and being slowed down by this weight. The song is a prayer for a lightness of being, a prayer for capital L love. That's beautiful, and I feel like she captures that lightness, that freedom in this song. So let's take a listen to Land of Talk with Weight of That Weekend. Listen, fuck you, Debbie. Always come at me from a different angle Make me think I don't understand How I'm feeling To the feeling that I get out of hand Visible till the furthest fountain Acting like I never got scared Well, I'd feel it I never wanna be ill-prepared Sleep. 
Papaleki that song too. Um, of course. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a really amazing song. Um, I hadn't read the story behind it, um, but I felt the emotion there um, when yeah. when I was listening to it, and um, it reminds me honestly of. Uh, manipulative men and a specific person I have known in my life um, who has been uh, manipulative with a partner that they separated from and um, painted them in this certain way and um, call like would call them crazy uh, to try and make you discount what they were feeling. And this, this song starts off with, always come at me from a different angle, make me think I don't understand how I'm feeling. And um, I think yeah. that that is such, one of the worst manipulation techniques that men have sometimes is just playing the emotional angle of like oh you do you're you just don't understand how you're even feeling about this like you just you're you're crazy you're not making sense um so right away i'm pulled into this song the rest then the the rest of it is just beautifully written very connected as well just to the idea of the weight of that weekend and carrying around this feeling and just feeling like you're bogged down um buy something for years and years right um and i know i haven't been in a relationship like this however i i have had um experiences with anxiety and depression which i feel like has a similar weight that feels like you're carrying it around at points um and there's uh, i saw this pinned tweet by someone that I really like, um, Sam Sanders, who's a NPR personality, um, that I mm-hmm. think about often because some, uh, I, I think about this tweet a lot because I often feel in times of, um, anxiety or, or depression, I feel weighed down and like I'm slogging and I can't do anything and I'm just, um, so weighed down. And, what he said was whenever you think you're carrying the weight of the world on your shoulders stop take a deep breath and remind yourself that's not how gravity works um (laughs) i love and i just i love that saying so much i think it it's funny but it also reminds me that i can move i can continue Mm -hmm. and progress she went through a much more difficult experience but i think that that does hold true to a certain extent at some point you you have to continue on you have to shed that weight and realize you're not actually being weighed down by anything yeah and that's sort of what she's saying on the bridge when she says holy water house of pain come through slaughter to swim again Mm. um you know going through that that difficult experience that slaughter uh that thing that destroys you you know to uh come out the other end and i love the line as long as i'm breathing this is a prayer for love and then Mm -hmm. at the end she says as long as i'm dreaming because it seems like there's that theme of sleep throughout the lyrics when she says always tired i'm trying to get back something and then saying i'm not sleeping in the chorus the weight of that weekend um and so I like that in the end, it's as long as I'm dreaming, this is a prayer for love because it's sort of like she has freed herself of it, you know, and his dreaming has uh, 
taken that weight off of her shoulders and it's really sad because i mean i think that's that's such a terrible thing you can do to a person is like convince them that they're wrong or less in some way and i think so many people are carrying around weight like that and not realizing because when you're in it sometimes you can't realize that the person on the other end is really the one with the problem and that's why they've done such a good job of convincing you that you're the problem is because they don't want to face their own usually you know so that's a really powerful uh, sentiment behind that and like you said you could feel that in the music before you even know that story but then knowing it it just uh takes on that whole other meaning that whole other meaning so that was land of talk with weight of that weekend from indistinct conversations out july 31st on saddle creek so i'm gonna take us out on a song from an album that also uh like my last song came out uh last week on friday and this album i've been loving so much i've been listening to it a lot while working because it's um it's a instrumental kind of electronic producer album and i find that music without lyrics i can kind of work and still absorb music but not be distracted too much this album is also just really really great and very interesting to dive into and get to know uh it comes from the soft pink truth which um kind of funny we talked a little bit about living in a simulation before and i had a moment like that with the soft pink truth which was um i was going through like previous favorite albums of the year lists of my own uh writing down albums to go back and listen to and from 2014 i see the soft pink truth why do the heathens rage and i'm like I don't remember this album at all. Um, not one bit. And then not like the same day I see that the soft pink truth has a new album coming out the same week. So it, it was just a very odd coincidence. So I'm like, I have to check this out and another odd coincidence. They I keep know. coming, right? It's so crazy. And I'm, I'm really happy I did. And I know why I was interested in the soft pink truth at the, uh, from the beginning, which is he is Drew Daniel, one half of the electronic duo Matmos, who I love Matmos so much. Um, they're on the forefront of making really interesting electronic music where they, do a lot of experimentation. One of their more recent albums was all sounds created by a a dishwasher or a a clothes washer. I I don't remember which one, but um, (laughs) they they do crazy stuff like that. I kind of had the preconceived notion of what I was going to hear, knowing that this was Drew Daniel from Matmos. I was very wrong. This is very cerebral. It uh, it also has an ambient music quality to it at, at times, but it doesn't. Um, it's this really interesting mix between uh, deep dance music and minimalism. It's just such a cool album. The, the album as a whole is a... <laughs> as Drew says, uh, emotional response to the creeping rise of fascism around the globe. 
the election of Donald Trump made me feel very angry and sad, but I didn't want to make angry white guy music in a purely reactive mode. I felt I needed to make music through a different process and to a different emotional outcome to get past a private feeling of powerlessness by making musical connection with friends and people I admire to make something that felt socially extended and affirming. This music, you feel that. You feel that sense of community. You feel the healing nature of it. It's been, to me, a constant source of comfort uh, in this uncertain time we're living in right now. He got a lot of friends and musicians to play different uh, instruments, such as piano, vibraphone, percussion, saxophone, and he took that as kind of a, a framework and experimented with it in his own way with different electronic flourishes. And there's also a chorus of voices that sing uh, wordless melodies made up of Colin Self, Angel Deridorian, and Jana Hunter from uh, Lower Dens. That's awesome. It's just a very interesting mix of different elements that you really have to hear to understand. So, why don't we do that? This is The Soft Pink Truth with We. Thank you. 
That was really nice. Uh, that was very soothing and healing like you talked about. And uh, I really liked how it was very uh, ambient, had some ambiance going on, but then it still had that like progressive beat that kept building and uh, really nice like vocals layered in there. And uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. It was... Uh, pretty driving and kept my interest pretty well but still was sort of floaty and droney which was cool yeah um it is it this song is um one of the first couple uh on the album and it eases into the world and then expands from there each track gets a little bit more um more going on and world building and changes up as it goes along um i really uh encourage you if you liked anything about it to listen to the whole album from start to finish um yeah i gotta yeah and uh it's it's really really great the name of the album is shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase which uh is a uh, Bible quote from Paul the Apostle. Um, and, I could have guessed that. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of the idea of, um, you know, he uh, Paul asks this rhetorical question of, um, of people around him, you know, should we go on sinning so that grace can get bigger, so that God's grace seems greater because he has forgiven us for more sins, essentially. Uh, and he answers the question, no, of course not. Um, we should live righteous lives and be good people. And he, um, Drew thought that that, shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase is a really interesting thought, um, of how to live right now, where, when you feel that those in power are corrupt and evil and don't have your best interests at heart, should you just give up and give in to become a, t a bad person um, because there's no hope in the world? Uh, and I think his answer would be no, of course not. Um, you, sh you shouldn't do that. You should find uh, joy and healing and be a good person and commune with those around you. Um, so I, I love that whole thought process behind the album as well. So that was the Soft Pink Truth with We from Shall We Go On Sinning So That Grace May Increase, which is out now on Thrill Jockey Records. All right, well, it's time for our last segment of the show where we talk about the music we're excited for coming out this week in Shouts. Yeah. All right, first up, Shouts to Kalani. It was good until it wasn't. Daedalus, who's an awesome electronic producer. If you liked that soft pink truth, you probably want to check out that new Daedalus. Shouts to Bishop Nauru. You played him on here before. Mm. Neruvia, my disregarded thoughts. Uh, that should be cool. And then Blake Mills, I was just telling you. Blake Mills was a guitarist on 
songs from like Weezer to Lana Del Rey to Julian Casablancas, anyone you can think of. And he's putting out his own work, so that's cool. Blake Mills Mutable Set. So shouts to all those. Brian, what you got? Shouts to Ka. A uh, really cool rapper. Had an album out in 2018 under Hermit and the Recluse, and that was sweet. And he has a lot of really cool albums. This this one's called Descendants of Cain. And then also uh, Haley Williams from Paramore. Yeah. So, solo album. Uh, pedals, I'm excited for that one. Pedals for Armor. She's released like almost the whole thing already yeah and it's cool it's interesting yeah I, i'm into I really it like a lot of those yeah all right we're gonna wrap things up here we have three daddies we are planet ant podcast powered by pinecast those are our two daddies head over to planetantpodcast.com and check out the planet ant theater youtube channel lots of live stream shows we uh, are talking about setting up a bse best song ever live stream episode in the future so look out for that also uh good shows like sandwich talk which my friend carlos uh, has been doing a lot of those uh they've also been playing some games uh call of duty and some streams and some other shows as well so check that out and then can't forget daddy number three brian take it away you can't at all offshelf.net check it out it's on check the- it out it's on the internet it's on the internet um and it has a lot of great stuff, such as uh, interviews with really cool musicians. Luke, you have one with La Priest, as we said earlier, going live soon. I sure do. Yeah, check that out and a lot of other cool stuff going on, too. All right, well, that's going to do it for us. As always, I'm Luke LeBen saying, you better check your perspective. And I'm Brian LeBen reminding you, don't let the bastards grind you down. This is the best song ever. This shit is corny.